What is up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Sports Ethos Sixers podcast. I'm your host, Adam Sherman, and wow, do we have a lot to get into. Um, I put this episode back a little bit in the hopes that um, I would have some positive news to talk about after the Sixers' dreadful start to the series without Joel Embiid versus the Miami Heat, and my wish definitely came true. Series is tied up at two apiece right now, going back to Miami. And before we get into all of the fun, exciting action, the preview for the rest of the series, um, as always, I just wanted to shout out our friends over at Ethos Fantasy BK on Twitter, the most dominant basketball and fantasy news feed on the planet. Get all your NBA news, including news about your Sixers, in one Twitter feed. Not only is it the fastest source, but it's the most reliable and provides analysis too. Again, that's at Ethos Fantasy BK on Twitter. And now let's jump right into the action from this series. As I mentioned, to a pop. And quickly, you know, I'm going to just go over what happened uh, before um, the Sixers were able to get back their MVP. Um, You know, today announced that Jokic won MVP. Uh, Well-deserved, but Joel will be the MVP in my heart. I think he deserved it this season. But nonetheless, Jokic, great player. We're going to move on. Game one of this series, obviously no Joel Embiid with orbital fracture in his face, um, concussion, still had that finger injury, but um, right away the Sixers looked okay in the first the first half of this one. Um, obviously the Heat are going to have a leg up, um, Bam Adebayo is an all-star caliber center against you know DeAndre Jordan, and that is the first talking point of this one, was DeAndre Jordan um, was absolutely lost out there. He was just dreadful, I mean, you know... I hate to put too much blame on one guy, but um, he comes in and in just 17 minutes, he's minus 22 um, with Paul Reed being um, only minus three in his 13 minutes. Um, You know, minus three, obviously still not great, but um, DeAndre Jordan weighed the Sixers down a ton in this one, Uh, especially they lost by 14 minus 22 in DeAndre Jordan's minutes. Kind of tells you all you need to know. Um, the Heat offensive rebounding in this one was unbelievable. They had 15, but they really just used that to get them uh, ahead in this one. Um, they led in assists. Um, Sixers had more turnovers, way more points off turnovers for Miami. And this seems like a formula for a loss. Um, you know, the defense actually wasn't too bad in this one. Uh, the rebounding was rough, but they held no, like Tyler Hero had a very big game, four threes, 25 points. Um, but only 106 points allowed. Um, the Heat crowd wasn't too crazy, honestly. Seemed like there was a lot of empty seats. Obviously not uh, like the Wells Fargo atmosphere. But I think really that lack of presence in the paint was what led to the loss in this one. Um, Tyrese Maxey, 19, 6 for 15. So not great from the field. Tobias Harris had a really good game in this one. 27 points, 11 for 18. Really the only bright spot. James Harden, 5 for 13, shoot, uh, only 16 points. So, you know, the backcourt going, shooting uh, 11 for 28 definitely did not help. But nonetheless, I didn't really expect a win here um, without Joel. But it would have been nice to steal one on the road. And in game two, things were kind of similar. A 16-point loss. Um, DeAndre Jordan got the start again. Uh, looked a tiny bit better in this one, but still just absolutely brutal to have him out there especially against a guy like bam um bam made the sixers pay over 20 in both of these games um of course and jimmy butler had a bounce back in this one 22 12 assists um tyler hero continued to be good jimmy but or excuse me victor all deep off their bench so another big uh talking point in this series is the heat depth 
um, having Aladipo and Hero come off your bench um, as opposed to George Niang and Paul Reed and whoever else, um, it is a huge difference. And it's going to be, um, especially in the scoring category, when you have the sixth man of the year on one team with a solid starting lineup. Um, so, yeah, that's a big reason. And the offensive rebounding in this one um, wasn't quite as bad. Um, however, the Heat did win the rebounding margin by a decent amount. They did have more turnovers. Um, the Sixers had more points off turnovers, but um, the Heat still able to pull out a pretty dominant win. Um, 16 points in the playoffs is a pretty big win. Their stars just went off. It's pretty much as simple as that. No Joel Embiid again, but Tyrese Maxey, a great game for him. 34 points, so you know it's nice to see Tyrese doing his thing, even in a loss like this. But now that we've covered those two games, which I really did not want to talk too much about, it's time to cover the two games back in Philadelphia. And the big news, Joel Embiid somehow threw his orbital fracture, threw his concussion, cleared to play, and you know Joel's not missing it. Joel Embiid comes back, um, 18 points, 11 rebounds, but that really wasn't the story. The story is just the fact that he was able to play. The offense runs so much better when he's in there, and the defense looked unbelievable in this one as the Sixers won by 20, while the Heat only scored 79 points. Bam Adebayo held to just 9 points, 2 for 9 shooting, 5 fouls. That my friends, is the Joel Embiid effect. Tyler Hero, 5 for 15, just 14 points. Jimmy had a big game with 33, but aside from Jimmy, everyone else really struggled. Um, Tyrese Maxey with another phenomenal game, 21 points, 7 for 11 shooting. Harden was 17, 8, and 6, did shoot, not great from the field. But the another huge story from this one was Danny Green. Danny Green, 7 for 9 from 3. He missed one late that didn't really matter. So really 7 for 8 when it counted. Danny Green was lighting it up, playing some great defense, but hitting his shots is really all you can ask for. Just an incredible game for Danny. It was really awesome to watch. I was fortunate enough to be in the building for that one. The energy was up. The fans were excited. Um, and the Sixers made it a series. That, that was the game to win. Um, you know, when you're in a spot down 2-0 and you lose that game 3, it's pretty much over. No team has ever done it before. And the Sixers, um, I don't think they would have done it if they were to drop in that margin. So this was a huge one to win. And I don't think people understand the magnitude of what Joel Embiid did for this team. Um, he played well in the game. That really doesn't even matter to me at this point. The fact that this man had a concussion, he could barely look at his phone. He hadn't been in practice all week. And then he still suits up, starts, and plays um, so many, you know, it's, it was unbelievable. He played um, 36 minutes in this one, coming off not practicing all week. Um, just the impact he brings to this team, the energy that they played with because he was on the court was really the reason they won this game. Sure, you can credit Danny's shooting. You can credit Maxie's great game. You can credit whatever you want. But just the fact that Joel stepped on the court for this one, his presence is just so daunting. I mean, you know, you could see with Bam Adebayo, he was destroying... Um, Absolutely destroying DeAndre, destroying Paul Reed. And then he scores nine points the second Joel comes in. So regardless, um, doing something right. The Sixers win the rebounding margin, this one by eight. Um, and to me as a Sixers fan, this will go down in history. I think for all NBA fans, it should. As just showing, you know, how much a player really wants to win. How much he's willing to do. Um, you know, you talk about MJ's flu game. I don't know if it's exactly that. But in terms of, you know, the, the tenacity and, and the resilience of Joel Embiid, um, I feel like it, it, it compares in some way. Um, you know, it's going to get taken. Uh, a lot of people might not be too happy with that statement. But I, I truly believe that this is one of the most impressive playing through injury stories I've ever heard of. And as a Sixers fan, um, 
it makes me love Joel even more than I already did, if that's even possible. Um, and I mean, the win definitely helped also. Um, going on to game four, um, Joel now safely cements his spot. He is going to be playing for the rest of the series. It seems like, I don't want to jinx anything. He's still going to be listed as questionable, but um, as far as I can see, it seems like he'll play. Um, and there is so much to get into in this game four. Game three was awesome, you know, Joel coming back. But this game four was hard fought by both sides. Jimmy Butler finished with 40 points, a crazy third quarter. Um, but the real story in this one was James Harden turning back the clock, 31.7 boards, nine assists, had something like 16 in the fourth quarter. Uh, I think he had four threes in that fourth quarter. Um, this was just a Sixers fan dream to watch. Um, Joel finishing with 24 and 11 alongside him. But I really just want to take a couple minutes to talk about James Harden. Um, you know, all these critics have been coming saying, oh, James Harden's fourth quarter performances have been horrible. They have been, to be fair. Um, you know, he hasn't been stepping up in the second half. He hasn't been carrying the offensive load. He's been a solid player. He's been good, obviously better than what the Sixers would get from Ben, which is nothing. But... Yeah, I mean, James Harden has been the facilitator. Um, his scoring, he's been aggressive, drawing fouls, but nothing like what we saw in this one. He really did look like uh, prime MVP James Harden. We saw numerous step-back threes, finished 6 for 10 from 3 in this one. We saw um, some crazy drives, getting to the line. He was pumped up. He was excited, and this was the best game James Harden has had in a Sixers uniform by far. Um, I mean, the fact that it came in such a crucial moment, such a big game, it was just so fun to watch. I mean, I was just, you know, in my room, jumping up and down, screaming at the TV. Uh, it was just one of the most fun games I've ever watched as a Sixers fan, honestly. I mean, Joel Embiid's 40-point dominant performances are great. That three he hit the other night against Toronto was amazing. But, you know, just watching this this all play out, James Harden finally having the game Sixers fans have dreamed of since, honestly, several years ago when it was first rumored that he'd come here to when he got traded here and has been a little disappointing to winning in the first round, uh, but James Harden being a little disappointing to now. I mean, you know, he couldn't uh, steal us a win when Joel was hurt, but Joel comes back and James Harden says, hey, um, you know, I was an MVP in this league too. I'm one of the best offensive players of all time. Let me show you what I can do. And uh, he sure did. Um, I'm still just in absolute shock, honestly, of this performance by James Harden. Um, I think the rest of the NBA was as well. Um, I wanted to give credit, though, to Jimmy Butler. This was one of the most dominant games I've seen on both ends from a single player. Uh, 40 points, you know, it's been done before. But the manner in which he did this in the second half, uh, taking the ball with no fear against Joel Embiid, drawing add-ones left and right, um, getting to the basket, doing it all himself, it was so impressive to watch. And, you know, obviously, as a Sixers fan, not giving him the money, it hurt uh, a lot to watch him do this. Um, just in all honesty, you know, I'm not going to say it felt great to watch a former Sixer that could still be on the team do this. But at the end of the day, um, the fact that this resilient team coming back from 2-0, um, making it 2-2, I mean, you know, I still think the Sixers have a legitimate chance in this series. I said at the beginning uh, in my preview that there's going to have to be games won on the road. I don't, and I think the Sixers can do that. I think it's harder to win in Philly than it is in Miami with Joel Embiid back. I think the atmosphere in Philly is just so difficult to win. You know, the fans, whenever any little thing happens, they are going absolutely crazy um i want to give my predictions on the rest of the series as not biasly as possible but before i do that um i just wanted to mention that here 
at Sports Ethos. There is no such thing as a fantasy offseason. There is only the pre-draft season. And here, the pre-draft season has already begun. Um, our expert analysts have been churning out important lessons learned and draft analysis on the incoming rookies so you can have a jump on your prep. And we'll have incredible free agency and summer league coverage as well. But this can only happen if you're a part of our premium member team. So head over to sportsethos.com now. Click on that premium tab to grab a fantasy pass today. Cook yourself one extra lunch per month because it's only $5.99. We will see you there. Um, I'm a member. It is so awesome. Uh, you know, my fantasy leagues were awesome this year. Um, drafted Tyrese Maxey late in the draft. Ended up being the steal of the draft. That was in large part to being a member of Sports Ethos Premium Team. But let's get back into the coverage. My predictions for the rest of this series. Um, you know, I'm going to be biased. I've said it a lot of times. Um I'm, a, I'm, I'm running the Sixers podcast. They're my favorite team. You know, I love them. Like, I can't just go in, make my prediction, be like, oh, yeah, the Heat are going to win. Like, that's just, I can't do that. But considering all circumstances, considering what I've seen from both teams, considering the playoff atmosphere in both arenas, I still am going with my prediction of Sixers and seven. Sixers have all the momentum right now. 2-2. I think they can take game five. Um, you know, I wouldn't be shocked if they win it in six. I think they can take game five in Miami, um, and I think they should close it out at home. But, you know, there's a solid chance Miami takes it, Sixers take it at home, and it goes to game seven in Miami, where I think Joel Embiid is going to be put on his best playoff performance yet. He's not going to lose in another game seven, and he's going to go, and he's going to get that win if it's the last thing he does. But I can honestly also see, um, you know, Sixers coming out, with the momentum winning in Miami. Um, and then, you know, I, I can see Miami coming to Philly, not wanting to lose that. And that's the way it goes to a game seven. Um, I just think more likely than not, these teams are very evenly matched. Both have some superstars. You know, Jimmy Butler has been ridiculous. Bam Adebayo had that one bad game, but nonetheless, still a great player. Tyler Hero, sixth man of the year. He can get you a bucket anytime. Um, you know, and you got very role players. Aladipo, PJ Tucker is an absolute pest. Um, Sixers fans not liking him all that much. But um, nonetheless, you know, they got these role players and, and they have a deeper team than the Sixers. But what they don't have is the trio of, actually, I would even say, um, the starting lineup of the Sixers of Maxi Harden and Bede Harris, and now Danny Green putting together what he's been doing. Um, so the Sixers definitely have them in that starting lineup, and that's where the Sixers are going to have to capitalize. But recently, even the bench, I mean, Paul Reed has been playing some great basketball. His defense, you know, he is an absolute pest, gets in the other team's head. Um, you know, Niang, if he's hitting his open threes, Shake Milton needs to learn to create a little bit better, I think. Uh, Matisse sometimes, you know, being impactful. If Matisse can have one of his signature Matisse defensive games, at any time, there's someone on the Sixers can step up. And that's what I love about this team. And that's also what worries me about the team is that sometimes no one steps up and that's why we lose. Um, obviously, Joel is always stepping up, but um, Maxi pretty consistent but you know James Harden has his on games his off games so does Tobias and when they're on they're on and when they're off it seems like the Sixers tend to lose games so it's really as simple as that um look there's no clear answer I think this is an incredible series if you look around the league right now um you see the the Bucks and Celtics incredible series you see how how dominant the east looks I mean you know the Warriors in the west the Suns in the west got the Mavericks still in it um as well as the Grizzlies but I really think that the NBA championship the champion of this year will come out of the east just like last year um and I think there's a decent chance right now 
for any, you can make a case for any of these teams. Every series is still close. Um, you know, th- there's no series that I could tell you who's going to win confidently. Every series has incredible players. You know, it's just look Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Giannis, Embiid, Harden, Jimmy Butler, Bam. It's ridiculous right now. Um, and it's really, really fun to watch. As a Sixers fan, it's really cool to see the Sixers in the mix with these incredible teams. Um, honestly, we picked a bad year to be so talented because there's so many other great teams. But I'm really looking forward to seeing how the rest of this series plays out. So you got my prediction, Sixers and seven. Um, I don't want to look too f- uh, far ahead into a second round series. So I'm, or excuse me, second round. I'm so used to saying that as a Sixers fan, but into a potential Eastern Conference final. So I'm not even going to get into that yet. Um, I'm just going to leave it at that before I say anything to jinx us. And one other note I want to uh, quickly make is that um, the league's got to look out because Joel being snubbed from MVP for a second straight year does not bode well for defenses. This is going to be a man on a mission. Um, he'll say he doesn't care, whatever, in the media, but. This man is out to prove he is the best player in the league this season right now. And, you know, without winning MVP, there's only one way to do that, and that's to bring home the championship and finals MVP. So I cannot wait to see Joel's reign of terror. Hopefully he carries that momentum and the team rallies behind him. But um, thank you guys, as always, for listening. I am your host, Adam Sherman, and keep trusting that process.